Thank you for joining us for Community Night, the Friday edition of Main Thing Radio, with Pastor Robert Fountain and his wife Elizabeth. process, it cuts away the taint, it cuts away the corruption, and it reveals, it's sort of like when a master restorer gets their hands on a masterpiece and, and begins to restore the masterpiece, and you can see what the artist intended, you can see what the artist originally did. Isn't it neat when some work of art has been uncovered? And the realization and depth of what the artist intended is revealed? Well, this is how it can be with you as well, as God reveals things in you that are a masterpiece. But first, Pastor Robert and Elizabeth mention that some dirt and dust might need to be removed. Now, here's Pastor Robert and Elizabeth in the book of John, chapter 15, as they continue their message, pruning. John 15 verses 7 through 17, Jesus said, If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. By this my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit, so you will be my disciples. As the Father loved me, I have also loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and I abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you that my joy may remain in you and that your joy may be full. This is my commandment that you love one another. It's where we started out with people, as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, than to lay down one's life for his friends. You are my friends if you do whatever I command you. No longer do I call you servants, for a servant does not know what his master is doing, but I have called you friends. For all the things that I heard from my Father, I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you, and I appointed you that you should go and bear fruit, and that your fruit should remain, that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give you. These things I command you, that you love one another." So three times he's like, bear fruit, bear more fruit, bear much fruit, bear fruit. And so the purpose of this fruit, which he's described in several places in the Bible, love, joy, peace, patience, all that that can only come from abiding in Christ and being pruned by him, cutting away what, what eats of it. The first purpose for us that we see is that his father is glorified. Our father is glorified. And I know that pain can be so overwhelming. I know that pain can put you in a place of of feeling so desperate for relief that you would say, I don't really care if this glorifies God or not. Let somebody glorify him who is not in pain. And and, and it's it's a temptation and it's an understandable reaction, but that's where pruning matters. Because I think sometimes he's training us for deeper pain so that it will bring him glory. To say... 
I'm in too much pain to bring God glory. It's like a patient saying, I'm in too much pain to go to the doctor. Like, it is the very thing that will help us. And it is what pain is, is for. He will redeem pain through glorifying him. And so glorifying God, it is what heals the soul and illuminates the soul. It's, it's what the soul is made for. So, so if we have every other answer to prayer, but we don't glorify God, it's, it's darkness still. It's like, well, he says in Psalm 34, 5, those who look to him are radiant. Their faces are never covered in shame. And that's why we saw in the beginning in John 6, people got everything. They, they got more food than they could eat, but they were not radiant. They were not glorifying God. They just had full bellies. And it, it, it really is so crucial that that's, but Jesus says, that's why you bear fruit. That's how my Father is glorified. Like a, like a sunflower is made to stretch towards the sun and to not just be like, oh, I feel good. And, but to stretch towards the sun, it's, it's a way of coming into alignment with reality. Like if we don't glorify God, but we have everything else, but we don't give him the glory for it, it's, 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 out, it's not real. It's like uh, we're missing the whole point. We're not connected. Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, just something that just came to mind. She hates it when I do this, but I'll be brief, I promise. But in Ephesians chapter 2, you know, we're told that we are God's masterpiece, you know, God's poema, and his workmanship is the way the New King James translates it. But but the idea behind it, you know, it's it's a, when when you see like a breathtaking work of art, the artist is glorified. And in the same way, when we are, when we become, when we're becoming what he intended that we should be, because remember, we're, we're tainted by that curse. The, the core remains, but sin has so corrupted the masterpiece. And, and the pruning process it cuts away the taint. It cuts away the corruption, and it reveals. It's sort of like when a master restorer yeah. gets their hands on a masterpiece and, and begins to restore the masterpiece, and you can see what the artist intended. You can see what the artist originally did, and therefore the artist is glorified because the work of art is restored to its original glory and That's beauty. a beautiful, like, there's a beautiful picture of it. And, and if you think of it as not a passive painting, but something that is alive and organic, like, I mean, like, like I would think of a dancer or something that, because we are alive in this masterpiece. And it makes sense then that he says that, that my joy will be, like, that's where we are at most alive when we glorify God and live our life's purpose our joy is full because we do what we're made for. It's so frustrating to try to... that's what most glorifies him. Exactly. So it's, it feeds each other. It's so frustrating to try to live a life you're not made for, yeah. to try to do what you're, what you're not made for. So the second purpose is that our joy becomes full. Actually, it, it becomes his joy. It's, it's so crazy. This is how he says it in verse 11. These things have spoken to you that my joy may remain in you, and that your joy may be full. In the same way, like that artist, that is, he's so satisfied with the masterpiece, but the masterpiece is alive and is so satisfied as well. It's something we could not even 
begin to imagine, but there's a oneness in that. And that's what's so crazy thing. When his joy is our joy, and it comes from abiding, then his love is our love. And that's what he said in this long passage as well, right? Then he gives us this crazy, really, um, it would seem reckless promise. Twice. He gives it twice in this passage. He says in verse 7, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. That, I don't say that to anyone. Anyway, verse 16. You, you didn't trust me. I don't know what you're going to ask. And that could be crazy. It would be. It could be. So you did, but God knows our hearts. And he said, you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should remain that whatever you ask my father in my name, he may give you. There's something about this. So, so the third very important part of this pruning, as he prunes away the wild shoots of desires that are, that, are, that are misdirected or off, is that our desire become his desire. Like we really, his heart becomes ours. We want what he wants, which would maybe yeah. begin to explain it. Yeah, it does begin to explain it because otherwise it seems like a blank check, but it's not really a blank check because he, he reserves the right to say no to anything that would be destructive to us. But what he's telling us is that we, we begin to become one with him to such a, such a degree that what he wants, we want. And, and there is no conflict and there's, there is no, no tension there. So he, he says, I'll do whatever you ask. Um, but he doesn't say that. He doesn't make that promise unconditionally. He doesn't make that promise to everyone. He, there are conditions. Number one is, is, is fruitfulness, bearing fruit. Number two, enduring the pruning process. He, he cuts away the corruption, the, 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 the branches that are not bearing, not bearing fruit. And that number three, abiding in him. It's one of the things that I see a lot of times just not being understood. It's not about going to church all the time. It's about abiding in his presence. It's like, you know, Paul wrote at one point, pray without ceasing. It's also about abiding in his word. You know, we need to actually be continually in the word of God, in the scriptures, abiding in his love, abiding in his commandments abiding in love toward each other. Thanks for tuning in to Community Nights, a ministry of Main Thing Radio and Calvary, Miami Beach. Pastor Robert and Elizabeth invite you to join them each Friday as they share from the scriptures those things that are important to the church, the church family, and the community outside your four walls. We're so glad you joined us. If you'd like to explore more of these messages or listen to Pastor Robert's verse-by-verse teachings through the Bible, visit MainThingRadio.com now. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast. You'll find a link on our website. We'd love to hear from you too. Let us know how Main Thing Radio has impacted you or someone you know. And tell us what the Lord's been doing in your life. You can connect through the contact form at MainThingRadio.com, through Facebook or Twitter, or just give us a call at 305-531-3000. 
2730. Be sure to share any prayer requests too. We want to know how we can pray for you. That number again is 305-531-2730. We're coming to the end of our time with you today. Join Pastor Robert and Elizabeth next time for another Friday edition of Main Thing Radio. 